what's up everybody how you guys doing out there hopefully you're not getting yourself in some type of trading traps because that's the kind of environment we're in right now volatility is fairly low and there's not a whole lot to do from the sell side now certainly you can pick directional trades right now um but uh selling volatility is not necessarily in vogue with vix at or around uh 20. so guess what i brought along former debate team captain julia spina to take a look yeah. at some of the earnings that are coming out next week there's about 85 names in the s p 500 that are going to have earnings so we decided we'll take a look and maybe uh contemplate what to do uh, when those earnings come up julia what's going on Oh yeah, we're just gonna have a little powwow. It's gonna be great. Like you said, when fall is low across the market, the ETFs too, like everything's pretty low, um, except for a handful of companies that have earnings. I guess it's 85. So 85 companies have earnings coming up quite a bit. Um, so that's a, a good way to get some volatility during pretty chill market conditions. Um, so yeah, we're gonna we're gonna chat about it, talk about what we're keeping an eye on and just hang out. Yeah, it's a vibe. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's um I, I say that at the beginning of the show, the idea of not getting in yourself into any trade traps. I, look, I know there's a lot of things uh, you can do. Matter of fact, uh, when I worked at a trading firm prior to, you know, many years, many moons ago, days many like this and days like in the past week, we would totally just be putting on, I mean, uh, you know, the like right now, I, I'm sure there's a lot of retail traders that are putting on iron condors and, and mm -hmm. SPX or iron condors and spy or all these different ways to kind of squeeze out a dollar right um yep the idea of what we often say putting pennies in front of the steamroller right <laughs> um reason being is because at any given time like i'm sure there's pretty people who did it today and they probably did a ten dollar wide or maybe fifteen dollar wide iron condor and SPX mm -hmm. or something. and the market has just continued to steadily go up today and i know it's happening yeah. people out there who've gotten beat by that so you know, I'm not begrudging you on that, but it, it, this is this is the reason why we wait for volatility to sort of uh, get higher, so that we can have the ability to to harness that that volatility that's high, and then as it comes in, because what happens mm -hmm. if you do, like I described earlier, sell like an iron condor today? Sure, you could have done it the last couple of days, and maybe it worked out, but today is the day where you basically lost everything that you made over the previous couple of days. So, yeah, I'm one of those. I'm one of those iron condor chads i guess where like even though vol's low i'll still put a couple on just so that i have like something in the market at all times like or one in the market indexes or uh, whatever etfs at all times mm -hmm. uh, and i'll usually yeah do wide iron condors because they kind of protect from those really big moves that we kind of worry about when ivy is low um even though you still get to collect a decent amount of premium if you set your you know wings wide enough then you also have the protections that's usually what i do i'll usually have like a position or two on just for just for lulls i guess but yeah the outlier risk that we have measured historically at least it, it goes up pretty significantly when ivy goes down because that expected range gets a lot tighter so even more moderate moves cause a vol spike pretty big breach sometimes and and that's when the biggest losses tend to happen which is always fun yeah, for, I know, right? <laughs> yeah, um, it's the best. Yeah, next week I was, uh, you know what? I know you were talking about the earnings tab. I, I'll let mm -hmm. you drive if you want on the uh, the platform if you're if you're cool with that. Do you have it up or you know? On the platform, I do have it up, but I haven't, I haven't, I haven't yeah. tweaked it for to be air ready. Let's put it that way. Oh, cool. So, can well, you share you your platform? It? While you, yeah, um, you know, the, the interesting thing that I also want to talk to you about is mm -hmm. something from a year ago. 
Um, and you're like, now you're like, what in the hell are you talking about? A year you ago. You told me about something a year ago and you said, you gotta watch it. It's really good. When you get a chance, check it out. You have Everything everywhere all at once. Did yes. you watch it? Yeah. I watched it. I watched so it recently and it was dope. Oh, and I liked fantastic. it a lot. Fantastic. I, I really liked it. Cool it's movie. So good. It's yeah, hard to come by those cool. movies. It is. Oh, it is. I love those movies. And I also remember you saying, I was like, well, what's up with it? Like, what's the deal? And you're like, uh, you just got to see it. <laughs> you just like, got to see it. All the A24 movies, I adore the A24 movies, and that's got to be my favorite. Wait, what's I, A24? Uh, what do you mean? What's that? A24, it's a production studio. Oh, for real? Um, oh, okay. It's like a kind of indie. I don't know if it's indie anymore, but they've made, like, some of the best movies I've seen are, like, hereditary Midsummer, extremely disturbing cult movie. Don't watch Midsummer if you don't want to see a lot of flowers, but also be really fundamentally disturbed. Um, they've had some really fantastic movies. Let me see if I can look up a list. They did Everything Everywhere All at Once. They did um, X and Pearl, if you're into that that kind of stuff, uh, which are some fun horror movie psychological thrillers. Never heard of it. Let's see. Um, ba -ba 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 -ba. As you're looking, I gotta other... make sure everybody yes. knows you can come over to the Tasty Tasty Live YouTube page and get in there, man. Get in the chat. I see some of the people already. Brian, what's up, dude? Join what's going chat. On? What's up? Fellow Cubby fans, what up? What up? Uh, did they uh, green room? That's a good George movie. George B, what's up, man? Okay. H Montero. What's up? H Montero's been around a long time. I like that. Hi, chat. How you doing? Are we all fans of A24 in here? Yeah. Anybody uh, seen any other A24 movies or? The hereditary, that's a, that's a good one. Um, 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 everything, everywhere, all at once. Midsummer, I said this already. Everything. This everywhere. is a really long list, actually. Jeez, The Lighthouse. I've been wanting to see The Lighthouse for a long time. Mm -hmm. It's <laughs> it's a very dramatic black and white film with, what is it, Willem Dafoe, and then who's the other guy? Um, Robert Pattinson, and they just go crazy in a lighthouse and try to kill each other. And yeah, those are exactly the two dudes I would picture being in that type of movie, 100%. They did Uncut Gems? Oh, oh yeah. They, they did Uncut Gems? You know what? I'm it, not going to lie. I actually wasn't feeling Uncut Gems when I first saw it. I, I might need to see it again. I guess I was just expecting a different type of movie, um, a different type of plot, I guess. I, the plot was kind of, it was just, they were kind of all over the place with it. And It, it was I, a little all over the place. Good. That like I remember that movie, man. And my brother, my brother filmed the last ten minutes of me watching that movie because he knew how it ended. I didn't know how it ended, and he was filming me secretly in a chair. And I literally jumped out of my chair and started screaming. I was so mad. I had to walk it off for like thirty minutes. I, I've never felt such intense feelings of anxiety from a movie ever in my entire life until I watched that movie. <laughs> Um, the first we got the one of the, so I listed yes. in the in the description we got a couple listed we got uh, some of the big ones like just three of them but we got Microsoft and Visa and Tesla so those are obviously the big some of the big ones for next week. Um, mm -hmm. I uh, just looking at Microsoft so you know I'm not always in let's see let's how do, how do I want to start this off I used to trade a lot of earnings. I mean, I used to trade, I mean, that was the number one thing that one of the things I used to do, especially in a momentum group. It's always mm -hmm. an opportunity to trade like a different side, right? And, and when I traded them, a lot of times we weren't necessarily selling ball. Most of the times we were trying to play them like something that we thought was going to move based off of how it had been moving recently. Now, totally different. I actually don't trade as many earnings. If I have a position on already, it is what it mm -hmm. is. Like I had a position in Netflix leading up to today. I had this 
350 calendar call spread it actually worked out pretty well i've had it on for like a couple of weeks um nice. but other than that i don't always put positions on ahead of earnings but i mm -hmm. still love to look at them and price them out and probably most importantly i mm -hmm. don't put a position on if i'm trading an earnings play i won't put a position on until like the night of you know what i mean a lot of people are that way. They put it on like the day before, take it off the day after, usually really short duration. Um, I've traded earnings like a handful of times and they're usually like super tight, um, super short term duration. Um, but ever since, yeah, I think like Meta's earnings report from last year was the first time I'm like, I think I'm going to stay away from earnings for a while. Mm -hmm. um, and I wrote up a little code uh, that looks at earnings for like Microsoft, for instance, for the last couple of times. And it hasn't had the craziest earnings moves in the world. So like for Microsoft, last one was like a 6% down move after earnings, 4% up move the time before, 1% up move the time before, literally nothing the time before that. So it's actually like compared to some of the other tech stocks been pretty, pretty chill around earnings. Not so bad. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, it's IVX is sorry, go ahead. When I think back, like at a firm, what we we had this very kind of sci mathematical, scientific way that was not necessarily always working. <laughs> that we mm -hmm. look at, we look at the last, the average of the last, like you know, like five moves or so on earnings. And you know, when you look at that, like truthfully, none of those really matter, right? Like it was just, it was sort of a way. Just to kind of keep your job, honestly, like you just use that data just to do it. You know what I mean? But it was because yeah. you say, okay, over the last five earnings, it's moved on average 5% of the time. I'm mm -hmm. playing it for a 5% move. And then I'm also estimating where vol is going to come into, right? Like it's, right. it's already elevated implied wise. I'm estimating where implied vol is going to come into. We plug it into this calculator and it would give us an expected move that we could trade around. Literally is what we did. That's so, you know, what's funny is that like, especially with earnings, oh, like there's not sure. a, ooh, 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 am I lagging? Are you lagging? Somebody is, I don't know. Am I alone? This is just me and chat. We'll pull up chat. Hi chat. Ooh, uh, do. Did we lose your mall? Let's see what chat's doing. Oop. Hi, sorry. Hi. <laughs> Hi. Sorry, I didn't Hi. This happened earlier. Oh, no, that's okay. Um, so yeah, let me pull the platform up. So where did I leave off? Okay, cool. The word calculation that I was talking about? Yes. We're live right now, right? Yeah, yeah, we are. I take it. Yeah. Fabulous. Oh, everybody ignore the technical <laughs> difficulties. Yeah, it was and the yes. we do this calculation, we'd estimate where we think implied vol is gonna come into after earnings and then we'd get an average of what we thought the uh, move was over the last i don't know whatever you wanted to choose three to five times that mm -hmm. part really didn't matter because every earnings is different right like the issues that are plaguing microsoft now are not the same issues that were plaguing it a, month, a year ago or two years ago so it was kind of like why are we even doing this but it was just kind of a statistical way to sort of keep yourself out of trouble honestly yeah just to be like it's based on something and what when you dropped for a second i pulled up chat just to see how it's going and um yes i loved the movie the menu the menu i am still raving about it to this day i i love that movie i love everything about that movie oh that's a new that's one right point. oh it's so oh, have you ever seen like chef's table or any of those kind of like i mean chef's table i consider kind of pretentious culinary content i mean i love look at gordon <laughs> ramsay all the food network stuff and it's shot like chef's table and it's just it's one of the funniest horror movies I've ever seen. So anyway, beside I, the point, I highly recommend good. the menu. It's pretty, it's 
fabulous. But um, yeah, what's fun about earnings, and we've tried to do studies around earnings before, but especially if you're looking at like a particular company and how the success rate, I guess, has been for like option strategies, for example, around earnings, the data is so volatile because there's only a, or it's got a lot of error around it rather, because there's only a handful of occurrences. I think like Apple's reported earnings like a hundred times in 20 years or something like that. I don't remember off the top of my head, but there's just so few data points that there's just a lot of variability in the occurrences. So it's really hard to tell, like, on average, what to expect. So you could really swing those numbers however you like. I'm like, oh, I'm going to be bullish because it's, you know, in these five occurrences, last five occurrences, oh, it's done well. Let's go. Um, but yeah, it's generally hard to formulate anything statistical around earnings. So a lot of people have been asking me recently, like, what are my thoughts as far as like how I want to trade earnings or different things like that. And like I said, most of the time I don't, but one of the things I have liked to do, and I've been, I mean, obviously I'm not going to really do that this week because it's not really feasible. But like I said, with the Netflix situation, what was interesting is I was able to be, I was able to sort of trade it in that I had that calendar spread leading up to earnings. Microsoft is one where, you know, like, okay, so I'll, what do I usually go through? I, I mean, I'm, I can't help it. I, I It's not tasty, like, but I love, I look at charts. I look at chart patterns mm -hmm. to get an idea of what I possibly feel like the stock may or may not do. And a lot of times mm -hmm. that may guide me into what kind of trade I want to do, whether I want to like, you know, sell a call spread, sell put spread, sell iron condor, or if I want to do a calendar. So that's kind of where I usually start out. I don't know. How about you? I mean, if and when you do trade. It's really not a lot. Yeah, because earnings, like, especially like, because I've only been trading for like three years. I started in 2020, which was yeah. a blast. And then earnings in 2021 for a lot of the big tech companies, <laughs> a little scary. Um, so I don't trade earnings a lot. And when I do, I'll usually like buy straddles, which is like not not effective at all. So they're not, they're very speculative and they're meant to be speculative. So however you prefer to speculate. Like that's how I'm most comfortable doing it, usually with very short-term durations. And a lot of the times what I'll look for is, even though it, it, you have to take historical performance with a really big grain of salt, because everything, you know, like market conditions change on a dime. But a lot of the time I'll look at just kind of like how volatile the moves around earnings have been and how likely I'll, I'll kind of like, then the next step is like, okay, can approximately how likely is it to exceed the expected range around this move? That's kind of what I'm what I'm looking for mostly. But I really don't trade them a lot, so I'm not, not a very good source of information on this. No, I mean strategy. Uh, well, you know, yeah, there might be people who consider themselves earnings traders, but like you said, I think you said a lot of what people feel like earnings are kind of a crapshoot. You really don't know. Yeah. Like right now, looking at Microsoft, it's got 32 IVR. I'm, you know. I don't know what I would do here, like because a lot of what guides me on earnings too is what's mm -hmm. happening in the current space on earnings. Yeah. Um, what's happening in you know the whole industry as as you know as a whole, and right now we haven't seen much data yet, right? Like that's what I really like to do. I like to pay attention to those type of trends, especially given like that's how I trade anyway. So, I um, I don't necessarily know if I do much here. It would all be based off of what I think is going on with the chart. I see. You know, a lot of tech, uh, we've seen sort of this bounce in the market in the last couple of mm -hmm. days. Tech has been the laggard, obviously, because it's still kind of suffering from 2022 themes and rates and blah, 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 right? So, um, you know, oddly enough, this makes me like maybe possibly a little bullish on these guys. We've talked about them recently, too, about this whole chat GPT thing and how they're already incorporating it into some of their 
um, some of their stuff. Maybe that's mm -hmm. possibly a theme. I don't know. It is interesting to watch the stock. There's a lot of stocks on the move today, but not many are up 3% and change, and this is definitely one of them. Uh, you know, I wouldn't second, necessarily though. love the idea of doing an outright, like, um, First of all, I'd probably be looking to buy this. 32 IVR doesn't seem particularly high to me. I'd probably be it's looking to buy It's even low, I was going to say. Right? It's like four days know. away from earnings. Probably, it's kind of low. I've been in a calendar spread type of mode over the last several weeks. This is, uh, what, Tuesday, 24th earnings? Yeah. Yeah. Day after the close, probably, so essentially Wednesday. Uh, eh, uh, I don't know. Something to think about. I'm not obviously not putting on anything now, but something to think about. I guess. It's something interesting. About yeah, it's mostly like Tesla. Now that's one that I'm definitely not going to trade, but I want to watch. <laughs> that's going to be a fun one. Yeah, this should be a fun one. I mean, the stock is obviously suffering for a lot of different reasons. People think it's Elon and all the other crap. Personally, I just think it's cars, right? Like right now, if you've been paying attention to what's going on in the car market, it's been fascinating. And, um, you know, a lot of value, valuations of cars have gone down dramatically over the last uh, six months to nine months because, well, that's just what happened. They were really inflated after the pandemic. And the interesting thing is, though, these guys kind of tried to get ahead of it last week. They came out and said, we're dropping prices on a lot on pretty much all of our cars. One of my favorite new Twitter follows is this guy, Car Dealership, which it seems like everybody mm -hmm. to know now. Um, I, I think that I don't know if that's his exact handle, but he's been tweeting a lot about what's going on in the, the car market, whether used cars or new cars. And mm -hmm. Obviously, Tesla's come up a lot and talked about their price cutting. And at first, everybody was like, oh, they're cutting prices. That means they're going to lose revenue. They're going to suck. Well, one of the things that happened is like one a CarMax dealerships like sold out, sold 50% of their inventory last week within like two hours, uh, 24 hours. It's crazy. So I guess like the because like Elon Musk is in the middle of uh, an investor fraud lawsuit or trial, actually, something like that. Like he's yeah. in the middle of a big, <laughs> big old, a lot of shenanigans. And he's definitely gotten a lot of the spotlight. Um, and there was this TikToker, I don't remember his name, but he said something along the lines of um, it, trade, the difference, he was talking about the difference between investing and trading. To succeed at trading is, you know, I don't totally agree with this, but to succeed at trading, you need information that nobody else has. And whether you get that edge from insane computational power or insider information or whatever, like it's just very, very difficult to trade based on the public information that we currently know. I think like um, Facebook was a good example of that because I remember very distinctly, the, fa the first time that Facebook really donked after earnings was after they released um, information really pertaining to Apple's private policy update, whatever, that affected their ad rev, which I never in a million years would have thought of. And that wasn't like terribly easy to piece together based on the public image at the time. So yeah. with Tesla, that's a weird one because I kind of keep up with the public side of it or the media side of it, but it's really <laughs> I have no idea how I feel about this one. Long story yeah, short, I, I um, I tend to, I don't know. I would have, I would have said it's going to go down big on earnings, but I feel like after them, them coming up with this resolution for their cars the other day and cutting prices, I feel like that's going to be a positive for them. I guess I should mention what are all the things I look at for 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 earnings. I look at the chart, like I said, I just look at kind of the chart pattern. I, I try to determine if I think maybe it's it's right for a fall or possibly. Mm -hmm. a, you know, gonna bounce. I also, obviously, we we look at IVR always, no matter what, right? Like we look at what the current IVR is um, across 
uh, well, uh, overall, and then we look at, I look at across different uh, expirations. So here we see 92 for next week, which actually encapsulates earnings. Uh, we see 83, obviously it's gonna go down um, in the months after. This is kind of how uh, volatility works, right? Like this lets you know that there's an event right here on mm -hmm. uh, seven days ago. And then obviously the rest are gonna be lower because they don't actually have that event. So I look at all that stuff and then I usually kind of make a determination there. Um, yeah, this one is a tougher one to play, man. I mean, uh, you know, first of all, for $130 stock, it costs, uh, actually, oh, you know what? It's kind of come down now, huh? Um, oh, no, it hasn't. See, that's what I thought. <laughs> like, even IDR is a lot lower than I would expect. 33.8, like under 35 even. Like, I'm kind of surprised that it's so low right now. Yeah, it is. And, and I think that speaks to sort of... Um, the entire market, like even heading into earnings, things aren't quite necessarily that bid overall, I would feel. Mm -hmm. And unless there was something absolutely crazy happening in in the space, you know, like I mean, that doesn't count. But um, I was trying to find something, a name. I, you know what? There's really not many names that are extremely high vol, even SI, where obviously stuff's been going crazy in crypto. So yeah, volatility is fairly low overall in, in the equity space. Um, but Which I, just, is like, I don't think it's going to last. That's so funny to me that the that the IV's got to be around like 70-something, if I had to guess, like the IV for the assets. And it's IVR with an IV index of like 70-something. It has an IVR of 33.8, which just shows how nuts of a year Tesla's had. Um, <laughs> so wild, man. It's so wild, dude. It's so wild. Yeah. Like, I'd probably be... Probably be bullish on, or not bullish, I'm sorry, bearish on this as well. Because you said that they were dropping the new Tesla prices, right? They were dropping all Tesla prices, yeah. I mean, mostly used, yeah. mostly used cars. Mostly uh, used cars. Yeah, they were dropping uh, prices on a lot of their vehicles just because they knew they were overpriced. I mean, they were dropping them anywhere from like 10 to 20% um, on a lot of different models. So let's say, yeah, I'm going to say bullish on that one. Cause if they're dropping price, great for the consumer, don't get me wrong, especially after like the, the chip bubble that we've been dealing with and the yeah. auto market bubble that we've been dealing with great for the consumer, not feeling super optimistic on Tesla. That's pretty interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of, it's kind of interesting. It's like, you could look out on one hand, like they got ahead of a strategy and they said, you know, car prices are dropping and we're going to go ahead and drop our car. I mean, we're going to drop our car car valuations are dropping we're going to drop our prices to sort of get in line with that so that we're not, mm -hmm. not sitting here overpriced while nobody's buying and it prompted some buying um how much overall i'm not exactly sure but i'm sure it'll be something they discuss uh what else visa you know man let's see what visa has been this one is uh visa and i think mastercard usually has like earnings close by too i feel um 26 yep and both on the 26 i think one is usually before the market and one is usually after or something like that and it looks like it looks like visa didn't move pretty much at all during its last earnings announcement in november yeah these aren't huge earnings movers i i feel i'm curious to know if they will be this time around based off of what's going on in the economy the idea of consumer credit like a lot of yeah. people consumer uh, using their credit. Consumer credit is at all time high, and obviously they're merchants and they make money off of that. And I wonder if that's something that benefits them or, or what's the deal. So, I would think about that um, with regard to any positioning I make. Now, again, like we said, IVR is super low, and these IVs are 
definitely kind of low compared to some of the other stuff we were just looking at. I mean, Microsoft IV is like 40, 40 something, 45 or 41 or something like that. Tesla's like 70, 80s. This one's mm -hmm. overall. Um, you know, the other thing I love to do also is just wait until after. Like this would be a name I'd probably wait until after earnings and then decide if I want to do anything. Um, you know. Yeah, man, I don't, yeah, just earnings are something I like to watch because I think you kind of alluded to it earlier. They just kind of like keep you up to date with what's going on. It's kind of like, here's how we're doing. It's like a nice way to keep up with the market because you could just kind of get like a summary of how, you know, companies across different sectors have been performing and the kind of like snag that they've run into that's affecting their investors. Um, sure. So it's a kind of like, it's something I like to keep up with, but I don't really, I don't really personally trade. I think, yeah. And I think with Visa specifically, I, I read an article recently, like a couple of days ago that like the whatever Apple card, like loses Goldman Sachs, like a lot of money, just yes. like a ton of money. I don't know exactly why. I'm assuming it's because people don't pay back their, there's just like a lot of outstanding debt on those cards. Um, so cases, yeah, yeah, kind of, yeah, not feeling super, super confident in the uh, credit situation in the United States at the moment. Um, they don't custody the, the, the money. I mean, they just get, they just get paid on the charges that people do. You know what I mean? They're with Goldman? No, I mean, well, Visa. I'm just saying, like, you know. Oh, with like, Visa, I see. Right, like, you know, just saying, like, you're right on Apple Card and Goldman, but I'm saying, like, for Visa, and, mm. I mean, that's one of the reasons why I think Goldman kind of fell down because of that, their consumer uh, situation. As a matter of fact, I saw something today that the Fed is probing them about their consumer credit uh, area. But anyway, um, Visa and MasterCard make money off of those charges, right? So is that good for them or not? I don't know. That's going to be interesting on earnings, right? Now, all of this gets to the fact that we can know all these narratives, but like Mr. Tom Sosnoff said, they could tell you, I could give you the numbers ahead of time on our some earnings, and it still won't necessarily make sense, always keeping that in mind, which is one <laughs> of the reasons that it's easier to just trade the vol. But when there is right. no vol, in the absence of all, how do you trade a name with earnings? Well, you kind of just pick a side in a way and sort of, I mean, at times get long, dare I say. I mean, that's what I, when when I see a name like this with a 15 IVR and a chart that really doesn't necessarily, I don't think this is particularly high or low. Again, I'm only looking mm -hmm. at six months. If I looked at, you know, two years, I mean, this chart hasn't, you know, outside of the craziness of, of late fall, it really hasn't wavered much off of 200 in a way. I don't know. Yeah, about 200. So, I don't know. I'm not particularly excited about the idea of a trade in here. Yeah, it's a, it's a, another. There's like another element of complexity, which is that like you have your your speculation around earnings. Like here's what we're projecting the earnings report is going to be. So if you report a bad earnings season, but it's not as bad as what's projected, like a lot of the time prices will still go up or maybe they won't do much of anything, but it's only when it's worse than expectations. And not only you have to account for expectations as well. So what do I think the market is expecting? And now based on my, you know, based on my speculation, what do I think is actually going to happen in the market? And then can I trade that? It kind of adds another element to complexity, but it's kind of a fun psychological problem that doesn't, that's not dependable at all, but it's still fun. Yeah, true that. Um, I guess I forgot to mention, and I feel like most of you might know this on the stream, but for those who don't, the other really important thing that you should do the day of earnings, whether, you know, before the earnings literally come out, if it comes out after the market closed, do it during the day. Um, if mm -hmm. it comes out before the market open, obviously do it during the night, the night before. Looking at the straddle price, right? Like looking at mm -hmm. how much this straddle costs, it doesn't matter if you buy or sell it, it's going to give you the mid value anyway. The mid value of this straddle is $9.30. Divide mm -hmm. that by the current strike, and that gives you a percent uh, move that's expected in either direction for the stock. So in this case, this is looking at a 4% move. Now this is today, 
by the time we get to the actual earnings, it should change. But that's always an important thing. Kind of gives you an idea. And I've, I've trust me, I've done a million earnings where I said, okay, it's like a 4% move. I'm going to get around, I'm going to st structure a trade around the 4% move mark and see what happens. Cool. Done those I like months. back at the envelope stuff. Yeah. Good time. Love it. Uh, good times. Yeah. Uh, you know what? So f we ran out of time so fast, maybe partly because I was out of here for like a solid 30 seconds, but um, hopefully I kept the chat entertained. Uh, I and not. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for coming on. As always, we got to get out of here, folks. That's our time. Thanks for watching Engineering to Trade. And as always, be smart, be patient, trade small, trade often. Peace. The content of this podcast is provided solely by Tasty Trade Inc. and are not the direct views or opinions of any of its affiliate companies. This content is for informational and educational purposes only. It is not, nor is it intended to be, a research report, trading or investment advice, or a recommendation that any investment strategy, security, or futures product is suitable for any person. You are responsible for making your own investment decisions in light of your individual investment knowledge, objectives, and financial situation. Applicable supporting documentation for any claims, including claims made on behalf of options programs, comparison, recommendations, statistics, or other technical data will be supplied upon request. Tasty Trade Inc. is not a licensed financial advisor, registered investment advisor, or registered broker-dealer.